we're back with another one. Who would have thought we'd make it to two? Last year we made it to five. Who knows how many we'll make it to this year? Season two, episode two. Let's go. So as you can see, the name of this episode is Everybody is a Beautiful Body. And that's true, period. Period. So I'm Decent and my parents are she, her, and hers, and I'm 28 years old. I'm Drew and I'm... 26 years old and my pronouns are she her and hers i forgot how old i was for a second (laughs) so um obviously today's topic this is probably the most requested one we've gotten i think out of everything this and confidence and i feel like when you're when you feel good about your body you're confident in general yeah um so yeah so we wanted to do one that's been highly requested so because we are two uh cis women who have grown up uh as millennials uh we Mm -hmm. have had very I guess so we're complicated um, relationships with our body. At least I feel like mine has been a lot more complicated than yours because we're both built differently. And because we're sisters, um, I would be a liar if I didn't admit that I've compared my body to my sister literally my entire life. (laughs) I think within the last couple of years, I've gotten a better grip on it. Um, But especially through high school, I think was probably my worst part of it. Um, Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would. And mostly too, like for context, for those of you who have never met us in person, I've said this many times, but I'm six feet tall. So like, oh I'm, yeah. Okay. That's I'm five okay. eleven, six feet tall. Jason is five, four. So like, yeah, so she's older than me. Different heights. She's, yeah. yeah. She's older than me, but she's like half my size in height. So, you know, growing up, like we, she was always taller than me. Then we got to sixth grade she stopped growing and then I grew like four more inches in a year and then I just yeah. didn't stop I, I kept growing so and then here's another fun fact we have the same shoe size which doesn't make me feel good either <laughs> yeah that's true so. <laughs> oh my god yeah we have I have remarkably small feet your feet aren't huge though for being small mine are really fucking small for being tall no I know I so if you're six inches taller wait I guess yeah, because you're five four, so yeah, and you're well. No, feet? I'm I'm like I'm like eight inches. Six, seven, sorry, eight math inches is not my yeah. You're eight inches taller than me. We were both like, wait, so six plus? Yeah. <laughs> no, so you're eight inches taller than me, and you're telling me you think yeah. it's normal for us to have the same size feet? Um, me thinks it's, not. It's not normal for me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So then it's definitely abnormal for me as well. <laughs> anyways. Well, so. anyways, also too, our parents, like our dad is 6'6 six, six, and our mm. mom is 5'3. So, so obviously- That's where we got, got it from. They yeah. got my mom's jeans and I got my dad's. So that's just something to keep in mind because I've always been taller than Dason for like as long as we can remember. Which definitely um, means that like our bodies hold weight differently. Yeah, and they, differently. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the the way they're built overall is different, and also like we're we're Samoan, so like generally speaking, yeah. we're thicker girls with thick island gals. You know what I mean? <laughs> gals, <laughs> gals. That's who we are. So like we've always been thick. We've yeah. always been bit like big in the sense like uh, like dense. You know what I mean? Like yeah, muscular for sure. So yeah. like most Polynesian women are. So. Mm-hmm you know, we both had different experiences with our bodies, but also we had different viewpoints on our bodies too. Like, yeah. Like I I would say Drew, like her entire life has never worried about her body, maybe like once or twice. And and I don't even know, like, I think it definitely has to do with the way we're built, like, like physically, but I think a lot of it has to do with mentally as well, the way we look at things. So, because 
I'm like way more hyperly anxious than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that causes me to be a lot more like aware, too, too aware of my body yeah. in certain situations. And yeah. I've been like that literally my entire life. I've always been the tallest one, the big, I feel like the biggest one in the room. Yeah. Um, and so it's made me like hyper aware, whereas Drew's just been tall. So she's like, well, yeah. I'm tall and I don't have the best eyesight. Like that's been Drew's <laughs> whole life. And so she hasn't really had to think about her body. Whereas me, I feel like I always have to because of the way I'm built. And just because of the way my mind processes it, I wish I could have that mindset where I'm like, I don't give a rip and that's just it. Um, And I've I've come really far with my relationship with my body, but I would definitely say like, I think in like middle school is probably where I started getting the most hyper aware of my body. I don't, I've always been like puberty. Yeah. Puberty. Right. And I've always been like really like somewhat uncomfortable in my body. And I've noticed when I'm bigger than some of my friends through elementary school, but it was definitely in middle school because that's when you do like a lot, if you're from California and you went to elementary and middle school here, then you did all the like pacer tests and the standardized, like the stretching tests. How many setups and pushups can you do the mile and stuff? And I remember in sixth grade, that's how I know I haven't grown since the sixth grade. Cause I was five, four and I was so excited to tell my mom and I weighed myself. And I remember I was like 146 or 145. So at this age, I'm like 12, maybe. And I was there's no way, dude, I promise on everything that that's how much I weighed. So if you saw me in the sixth grade, it doesn't look like that. Cause some, maybe some of you listening weigh that much and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so big. I was in the sixth grade. I remember very specifically 145 is like 140, yeah. maybe 140, 144. And my friend was like, oh my gosh, you're in the one hundreds. And I was like, girl, I'm like almost a 150. I was so embarrassed. Well, yeah. And, and another thing too, is like, like Billy, he told me too, like when he was in like fifth grade he was more than 200 pounds so like he was like 190 yeah (laughs) like some like when he was like nine so again like we carry weight a lot differently a lot lot of Polynesian people can vouch for this too yeah I was gonna say if I told you all how much I weigh you would not believe me no same that's (laughs) and and that's that's the thing too that's that's like a prime example of how weight is not indicative of health right because because it has nothing to do with health also Mm -mm. just like when when fat phobic people or gym bros try to be yeah. like oh Doc- check- even doctors like, yeah check the yeah. bmi i'm like mm-hmm. bmi is racist so i don't mm-hmm. know if y'all know that but you should look into the history of that mm-hmm. but that's another example of like those are things that are um almost like these extremely constricting parameters that mm-hmm. have no no bearing on whether or not you are actually healthy like they yeah. have nothing to do with your overall no health, it's just like physical wellness. and it's based on societal honestly yeah. like patriarchal standards that have been exactly. pushed upon people most especially yeah. and cis white women. supremacy too yeah all yeah. wrapped up into one big thing yeah and it's just to make people feel bad about themselves when yeah. you don't even know like you can eat me and think and I tell you how much I am I weigh not only would you not believe me but then you'd be like well you need to be on a diet and well if I told you how much I weighed before you saw me you would think that but you see me and you still think that like that doesn't yeah. you're just saying that because that's what society has pushed into your brains you yeah know? exactly so I remember being in middle school and I've had I've been on like you name any diet I'm telling you I have tried it girl I've tried yeah, all of them I've done every really. single one right um I started you know doing diets around like eighth grade and uh, I found my food journal from when I was in eighth grade it just makes me so sad because I just think of how much time I've wasted not appreciating my body yeah and, and it was so also young. yeah it was also something too that like we like you know when I say we like Dason would tell me about it and I'd be like yeah sure and then I would give up after like a day because I was like fuck all that dude I'm not doing that shit I ain't counting pieces of bread no fucking way but like there's no way that you should be doing that at that age which we know now because you're still growing you don't know what your body's gonna look like and at the time too like it it's just like something that we 
you did because you felt it was necessary, which is because really of sad. who I saw on TV. I'm like, I don't yeah. look like any of these people. And like, yeah, I remember because exactly. we used to share a bedroom, obviously growing up and mm-hmm. I had a little camp rock because we were Joe Burkins. If you've listened to the first or second, Dude, I already know what you're going to say. And I had a little I camp rock, <laughs> a whiteboard next yeah. to my, like to the left of my head. So I'd see yeah. it when I'd wake up. And um, I wrote on there, nothing feels as good. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And I think it was like Kate Moss or yeah, it was one of the supermodel. It was Giselle, I think. It was one of them. And I wrote that nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And every day I wake up and do like 50 setups. I literally was convinced that it was going to change my life. I knew exactly what quote you were going to say because I never forgot that. And Mm -hmm. it's mostly just because I remember when you wrote that, I go, what does that even mean, dude? And you were like, you know, like, like you were trying to explain it to me. And I was like, dude, I can think of like five things off the top of my head that taste better than being skinny. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what the fuck if, are you on? If bro? I think about it too, we grew up playing soccer and most yeah. especially on teams with really affluent people, even though we weren't affluent Yeah. and all of the girls and we played skinny. with we're skinny is where skinny white girls everybody knows you know you know the vibes right like when when you see us when you see the two of us especially me yeah um nobody guesses soccer that was my main that was my main sport yeah volleyball basketball yeah um that's racist first of all (laughs) yeah um but no I played soccer so played my whole life for a very long time so did Dace Dace played for a long time too Dace played club volleyball too for a while yeah um, we also threw in high school. Yeah, we did shot fighting discus. Man, yeah, what a throw back. Whoa. But anyways, we played a sport with um, predominantly white women. That's yeah. mostly who we played with. Obviously, occasionally we would have somebody else of a, of a, a color. different minority group, yeah. right? But for the most part, is mostly white women because it's a it's it's a very affluent it's a white sport. person sport. Yeah, just well, like it's tennis. an expense. It's an expensive yeah. sport, right? Mm-hmm. So like you know, obviously, like we we got very creative to play soccer for a long time especially since we were not affluent in any way for a long time but um I still remember too when I was younger when I was probably like 10 one of the like three times in my life where I was like really cognizant of my body Mm -hmm. as a child I remember I was crying to my mom because I was trying to tell her like you know, I just want, I want my legs and stuff to look like how the other girls look on my, on my soccer team, all of whom were small white women. Mm -hmm. And I never forgot this because my mom told me this. And at the time I was like, that's so mean, but it's actually (laughs) not mean at all. It's very true. My mom was like, I'm going to tell you something. And I don't want you to think I'm, I'm being mean to you. or I'm attacking you because it's not meant that way at all. Um, But you are never going to look like that. And it's not a bad thing that you never look like that. You're never yeah. going to look like that because you are not a small white girl. Yeah. And I remember her telling me that and I was like, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> like when I was like 10. Yeah. Maybe I'm tall and maybe I'm brown. So I'm not small or white. Yeah. But she, and she's not wrong because yeah. that's, that's the old genetically account. like you're not going to Yeah, be, genetically. Yeah. And that's like one of the first things like Billy's told me before, like when he helped started programming for me to like work out and stuff is like, um, there are just some things that are not possible because of our genetics. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the way you look. There's nothing wrong with the way you want to look or you, you comparing yourself to other people is the ultimate hinder, like hindrance on trying to like, whatever it is you're trying to achieve. If you're trying to look a certain way or, or get strong or whatever, um, comparing yourself to other people, especially people who are not the same ethnicity as you, mm-hmm. um, is harmful in so yeah. many different ways. It's just, it's just a hindrance. All it does is make you feel bad about yourself and hurt yourself or be mean to yourself mentally. Yeah. Right. So 
you know, that when my mom told me that I, I never forgot that because I've carried that with me for all these years. I'm yeah. like, that's true. I've never, I'm never going to look like that, but that's not a bad thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to look like because, me. Yeah. Especially because we grew up during the era of like Hannah Montana and like yeah. Selena Gomez, like girls like, mm. that were built like that. And then Real if I grew thing. up, yeah, if I grew up right now where girls are built, even like, if you look at Kim Kardashian, she has no thighs. It's just a big butt and it's yeah. still small stomach, like big yeah and even then and well and even then like there are curves like now curves are in but they're also like it's almost like cherry picking what parts are very specific yeah Yeah. it's very specific so you know it's still harmful just in a different way yeah Um, it's true that's true you know we grew up in a different time I guess but now it's like it's shifted from one extreme to the other so now it's like rail thin like smokers type body to like all of a sudden now it's like big big titties big ass but like no belly sicko right it's like it's like (laughs) and small calves like they always have the teeniest calves yeah yeah like well yeah so so i was gonna say too that like society places these standards not only because everyone makes it easier like yeah and all the ads that you see are different like tv shows it's not just that it's subtle they place fat phobia in very small ways that people don't think about so if you're like oh yeah Maybe there's an episode of Hannah Montana where she befriends the fat kid that everyone thinks he stinks and he's weird and he's probably poor. And then so you internalize like, okay, well, yeah, like then fat people are fat is associated. Yeah, with fat people are lazy and gross and gross. lazy. Yeah. yeah. And and completely undesirable. So that's well, it's- yeah, and that's like that's you know, that's like the biggest we were talking about this beforehand, but like that's like the biggest downfall to trying to explain internalized fat phobia to extremely fat phobic people so like extremely fat phobic gym people for example Mm -hmm. um like you'll tell them if you want to lose weight because you have a fear of being fat that is fat phobic in its very essence Mm -hmm. which is the definition of fat phobia you are afraid of being fat right and then they take that as oh just because I care about myself that means that I'm fat phobic that's not what I said. <laughs> it's Even like, Even if why? you ask those people, how do you treat, do you treat fat people differently? They would all yeah. say yes. You would well, all and, say yes. <laughs> well, and that's why like, when we talk about like how I deal with men calling me fat all the time, like constantly, yeah. um, I've like made videos about it in the past, but like, I've literally talked about how, first of all, you can't see what my body looks like. They have no fucking idea what it looks like. So yeah. that just kind of proves my point that the fat phobia is so deeply ingrained that Mm -hmm. they think that that is an insult so that that's that's gonna hurt your feelings especially to a woman especially to like if it was like a guy doing that they would never say you're fat they'd say you're gay which is another phobia again right (laughs) homophobia right so there's a pattern right so it's like this internalized bigotry that people are trying to work through yeah so like them automatic they have no idea what my body looks like they have Mm -hmm. no clue so when they do find out, in fact, that I am not fat, it makes them even more mad yeah. when I'm sticking up for fat people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, you know, it's, I've told people before, like, don't write things like, oh, see, she's not even fat. Take that. Like, take yeah. that. Because that's also fat phobic. Like <laughs> there's not, I have no problem with people calling me fat because that's not an insult to me. So mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't hurt me. It doesn't penetrate me mm-hmm. in any way, shape or form because it's not an insult. Like mm-hmm. you're trying to turn it into an insult is fat phobia hard mm-hmm. at work, isn't it? Like, yeah, because you're trying to hurt my feelings as if being fat is bad and it's not. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's like, 
that somehow makes me undesirable. Like exactly like you said. Or like everything you're saying is invalid because you're well, and that's and that's what I've said. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's what I've said too. I'm like, even if I was fat, if I was the fattest person that you've ever met in your entire life, does that mean what I said is invalid? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? That means that Mm -hmm. means that what I said was wrong. No. Mm You just look down on fat people. Yeah. And that's why you're fat phobic. Because you're a bigot. That's why I've said too, like comparing, like I'm making fun of short people, short dudes to making fun of fat people. It's like, they're two different things. Like they're, they're like apples and oranges yeah, because fat no people are discriminated, discriminated against. against. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there are, you know, fat, there are fat people or fat phobic people in the world that, like you said, treat fat people differently. And they Mm -hmm. are discriminating against both like legally and like socially. So it's like, it's not in the medical field. There is extreme fat phobia. Right. And two, like, if you think like, oh no, like I'm not fat phobic. Like I never treat fat people different, but I don't want to be fat. That's That's fat phobic. That's being fat phobic. It's okay. You're fat, but not me because why? Well, exactly. And it's the same thing. Like when, when women, um, sometimes like body check, whether it's on purpose or not, when they're like, Oh my God, is this normal? Like me being me having this big role, is it normal? Blah, blah, blah. And people are like, no, it's so normal, but you're beautiful. Nobody said that fat equals ugly. That's, that's the point. But right? also that's the- to pander for likes like that. Cause you have a role you're crying. Like that one girl, <laughs> I can't think of her name. And it makes me so mad. Every time I think of her with her jeans yeah. and she was crying, yeah. she's crying. Cause she has a role. But if a fat person has a role, she doesn't care. You well, only that's care because you it- care. Oh, well, that's exactly what you said just now. Like, yeah. no, it's okay if you are fat, but like, but I'm not going to hate myself. And it like- seems abnormal on me. So, yeah. So, well, and that's why body checking is extremely harmful and mm-hmm. fatphobic in and of itself. So that's why, like, sometimes when I get like really extremely fatphobic comments, they're like, oh, why don't you film a video of yourself in a bikini? For what, bitch? Or else I can stare well like they're like yeah prove them for what bitch like why would I fucking do that like first of all I don't know these these fucking shrimp dicks anything that's one two two that's fat phobic like for me to be like see I'm not fat oh yeah yeah who are you calling fat does this look fat to you exactly that's why I'm like I have nothing to prove to these fucking people one two that's fat phobic and three I don't give a fuck if you think I'm fat. I really don't care. Like, that's why I say all the time, like, you could drop dead to com- tomorrow and I wouldn't care. So, like, what makes you think I'm going to care if you call me ugly? Or fat. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Or fat. Or fat, yeah. So that's why I'm like, that That kind of mentality is is fat phobia that's ingrained in society. Like, we've yeah. all we've all been conditioned to feel that way mm-hmm. but when you get older like it's not your fault if you're born into a bigoted society but it is your fault if you die that way if sure. you die a bigot that's on you because yeah. you could have unlearned it right mm-hmm. you have the choice every single day and that's why when I talked about being short like comparing short dudes to like making fun of fat people the difference that's why I was like that's like getting a flat tire versus getting run over like those are two <laughs> They both have to do with the car, right? But one is infinitely worse than the other. And one has real life implications. One has like, one will affect you in the real world. Mm -hmm. Your feelings getting hurt are not the same thing as people being discriminated against. You see the difference? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and I had people, a lot of people say too, like, I've never gone to the doctor for like a cold and been like, well, have you tried losing weight? I was like, going to say, because I have, and yeah. I went for a sty, I had a sty on my eye. And then I don't know if y'all at the end, you need your doctor to give you a packet of everything you talked about. So like yeah. at the end, it'll be like, came in for sty and then solution prescribed eye drops. Yeah. And then I'm not even joking. Every time I've gone to the doctor, not only does it say a sty or I came in for like blood work or whatever, it always says the solution, which is like, whatever. And then right below it says, and advice to keep losing weight. And advice, we didn't talk about my weight. What, what does the bacteria in my eye have to do yeah. with my weight? It doesn't. Exactly. exactly. That's why like someone, someone literally was like, I could have come in with my arm chopped off and yeah. they'd be like, have you tried losing weight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm like. I can't too. remember who I was watching. It might've been, it was probably on TikTok and someone had said, you know, I've gone in for back problems. Yeah. And they're like, have you thought about losing weight? And they're like, that has nothing to do with my back. And if you say it does, how, how do you know you well, don't and, and that's that's the real life implication that we're talking about yeah, like that's being like, like so, well and fat fat people in general don't get the medical assistance that they need because it's always just attributed to them being fat like yeah when they could genuinely be sick yeah. and then when you have such an aggressive fat phobic culture that we all grow in like grow up in and right and then get professions in it's unless you actively choose to like unlearn it, you could very well be looking for a doctor forever that doesn't discriminate against you just because you're fat. Like quite literally, like she said, she had an eye infection and somehow they brought up being fat. And there's no way, there's no way. I didn't go to medical school, but I tell you what, there's no way in your class that they go, if patient come in for hurting back, if fat suggests lose weight there's no way (laughs) they're like they're like they teach you all of these very nuanced like diagnoses and everything and then they say and then on the other side it says it's if fat null and void like just ignore this if just ignore this and (laughs) change it's like a like a chart that says like fat yes suggest lose weight like it's super yeah, sure yeah if not every single time do all these different tests i was gonna bring up one of my favorite shows of all time was shrill i'm so sad it ended it's, there's only two seasons of it but yeah. um the whole show is about her learning to love her body and because she had mm-hmm. grown up her entire life hating it and stuff like that and there's yeah. a scene i think she goes in to get an abortion i can't remember and her doctor's like well have you ever thought about getting the gastric sleeve um surgery and she's all huh and they had replaced her doctor. I'm pretty sure she went in for an abortion. I can't remember, but, and, her, and they had a different doctor come in and she's like, why would I need to get that? She's like, well, cause you're overweight. And she's like, I'm not even here for that. I'm here yeah, for literally. an abortion. Well, and that's what are like, you talking about? Like truly a summary of what it's like, like just like, like the very tip of the iceberg yeah. of what it's like to be a fat person existing in the world. Now you enter dating right you enter like just existing yeah and that's why like I stand up for fat women all the time on my TikTok because like I just find it so abhorrent how triggered people get by fat people just living their lives just like existing being happy being in love like finding love and and starting a family or just like living their best life together with their spouse like 
they truly like some of these gym bros get so fucking angry about that like what is wrong with you dude like you need it's fucking getting, therapy it's becoming fan beef behavior well it, it's an obsession at that yeah. point like at that like let me tell you something when my test holiday video started popping the fuck off right mm-hmm. i explained to my dad the simplest person on planet earth like my dad is so like Okay, like black just and white, it. very very easy. black and white. Yeah, yeah. I explained to him the original video I stitched, what I said, right? And Tess is obviously my friend in real mm-hmm. life. So, but even I if she st- wasn't, you've done other. You and even if she wasn't, people. I've stood yeah. up for many fat people before. But this one I took very personally because yeah. Tess is my friend. Mm-hmm. So I go and I explain this to my dad, and then my dad, this my dad said two things. The first thing he said was, "Why would someone get so angry about that?" And then I said, I don't fucking know, dude, ask him, right? Yeah. And then the second thing he said was, it kind of sounds like he has a crush on her. That's it. Like, and I was like, that's exactly what I said. Like, um, the the line between hate and like desire, very yeah. thin. It's extremely razor fucking thin. Mm-hmm. So I find that a lot of times these men, when they actively seek out fat women to shame and yeah and like ridicule and just obsess over it's to a point where maybe you need to maybe you need to sit with yourself and ask yourself am I attracted to this person (laughs) or am I or do I just hate myself so much that I can't believe somebody who I believe because society has told me that they should hate themselves doesn't hate themselves Mm -hmm. so like that upsets me you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's like it's almost like I think yeah because I think part of a good like amount of it is that and then I think there's Mm -hmm. a huge part of it that they get so mad at fat people who just love being themselves yeah that's what I'm saying I don't have to track my food every day I don't have to eat chicken and boiled chicken and broccoli every day I can just eat whatever I want and I feel so comfortable in my body and I love myself the way that I look and that's not to say that everyone that works out doesn't love the way that they look I'm not saying that yeah but I'm saying the the people that don't love the way that they look that you know, no matter kill, how in shape you get yeah kill themselves in the gym every day do all these yeah. wild things hate the fact that there are fat people existing such as Tess Holiday who are successful yeah. and beautiful, beautiful and famous and, and rich loved. and yeah. all this other stuff they hate the fact that she just doesn't care because that's not she loves her body that well, has nothing to do with that and that's it's like hate. another There's hate behind it you well know? and once again it's like that's another patriarchal value that yeah. has been that has brainwashed you into believing that you cannot be happy unless be you are not fat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like they are not, they can't be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Like there's no way you can be fat and be happy. Yeah. And that's a really sad fucking life to lead. Cause I, I always think like you care so much about what other people do with their own bodies. Like what is wrong with you? Yeah, man? That, like, it's like psycho, it's like psychotic. It's, it's, true, it's yeah. truly psychotic to a point where like you genuinely should go get help like mentally you should go to therapy like that is not a joke I'm being Mm -hmm. dead ass you should go get you should go seek help because you should never feel that angry and upset at someone who's doing something that has nothing to do doesn't affect you doesn't hurt you doesn't Mm -hmm. hurt anybody like at all they're just existing that's why I said like this whole like oh, you're promoting obesity, that fucking bullshit ass argument. Oh my gosh. And then it's, it's so like, dumb what's, I what's, prom- yeah. what's promoting it? Being happy? Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, and that's why I always say, like, if you hate yourself, keep it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah, else wants to fucking to hear it. Like, yeah, keep it to yeah, you. Yeah, like, 
you you hate yourself that is not on me you know mm-hmm. what I mean that's not on fat women that's not on fat people in general that's not on nobody but your fucking self like you need to sit with yourself and ask yourself why do I hate myself so much mm-hmm. that it makes me angry to see other people happy and another part of it too is that like you hate yourself right this Mm -hmm. gym girl person Mm -hmm. you do you think that the fat person that you're making fun of or hating on has never hated themselves yeah it's an extremely extremely close-minded lens to be Mm -hmm. looking through like and it's also extremely selfish of you to operate Mm -hmm. under the uh, under the understanding that nobody hates themselves but you yeah you know what I mean and then to disguise it as like oh, like I love myself. I loved myself enough to lose weight. Did you? Because you're still unhappy. Like you, yeah. you were unhappy as a fat person, mm-hmm. allegedly, because most of the time these people weren't even fat when they lost yeah. weight and like got shredded. Mm-hmm. Well, most of the time they weren't even fat. So let's just say for argument's sake that you were fat and you lost weight. You still don't love yourself. Yeah. So clearly, right? Because you're obsessing over other people. Mm-hmm. So like, if you really loved yourself, did you lose weight for the right reasons? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if, are you really happy? Like, did mm-hmm. it really make you happy? I think not because you're still also then like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> well, that's another thing. Too. Well, and then that's why I'm saying like, if, and that's, that's why there's such a fine line, because if you want to lose weight because you're unhappy with how you feel, right. Or you just don't feel your best or you're tired all the time or whatever it may be. For that's like, not, yeah. For, for like health mental reasons, mental and emotional mental health reasons. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, like that's why I exercise is because yeah. I know that it makes me feel better emotionally. Exactly. Which yeah. is not like that in and of itself is not fat phobic, but that's why I always like when people ask me about gym stuff, because to be quite honest, like I, I've never been a fat person, so it's not my place to be like, listen up, this is what you do. You know what I mean? It's not my mm-hmm. place because I've never lived that life as, as myself. But I do know as someone who's an ally to many different communities, that's important to distinguish the difference between losing weight because you are afraid of being fat or like getting in shape because you want to feel strong or you want to be healthy mm-hmm. or you want to like some people like they genuinely like I want to run a marathon one day so yeah. they start training for it I think that's fucking cool and then like, you lose weight that's just a byproduct yeah yeah that's just a byproduct of it but like for me like we talked about this too like as we got older our relationships I think with food and working out shifted a lot because when you're young and immature it's all about losing weight and like being thin being skinny yeah yeah and then when you get older um it shifts a little bit but it's still but not for everyone no and that's true there's plenty of people I know who are older than me who still hate their bodies that's true I guess it's just for us yeah like like for me personally like it shifted for me but it was still rooted in vanity like it still wasn't it wasn't because like oh I want to run a marathon it was because like I wanted I didn't want to look fat in a dress or whatever. So that's fat phobia. Right. Um, like when I was in like my early twenties, but now that like I'm older, Mm -hmm. um, it's just gotten to a point now where I just really like to be really strong. So like, I'm trying to like lift a lot and lift heavy, Mm -hmm. just like getting smaller or losing weight is just a byproduct of that. Yeah. Um, which that's not the goal. That's not the overall goal. Yeah. That's why I always tell people to like really assess why it is you want to go to the gym. Like, Mm -hmm. why is it that you want to go? Um, and then like, you know, this is just like a side note, but I never weigh myself. Never. (laughs) Like (laughs) the few times I have weighed myself as an adult, 
um it just hurt me mentally so like I was like dude because the number is arbitrary like it, it means nothing like we yeah said it's how your clothes feel on your body and how yeah, you feel and yeah it's like the intangibles like those are things that you could measure mm-hmm. but like also I, I think I, attri- I attribute like a huge portion of my relationship with working out or like wanting to eat healthy or whatever that's you know categorized as Mm -hmm. um I attribute like a huge part of that to Billy because the way he trains and the way he helped me learn more about it was in a way that wasn't like okay fatty this is what you can do lose weight or else you're gonna get fat again you know what I mean like it wasn't anything like that he he truly just changed my relationship with food and my relationship with um, the gym mm-hmm. because I was I still decent like I genuinely would cry if I had to diet in any way like I would cry I would sob and I'd be like if I want to look a certain way I can't eat the things I want which is not true turns out it's not true at all you can mm-hmm. eat whatever you want and still be happy you know what I mean with who you are like yeah. you could still love yourself and be happy it really doesn't fucking matter <laughs> like yeah. that's like, none of that stuff I think even really matters but anyway yeah, yeah like, I think my personal relationship with food has yeah. evolved a lot um, from, and like, this is just within, I'd say from like 2019 to now, I think I feel a lot better mm-hmm. about the way that I eat yeah, um, and the things that I eat because I did an at-home allergy test. Oh yeah. So for me, like when I was at my heaviest and stuff, like I just always felt uncomfortable with my body and I mm-hmm. felt like in pain. And then that would make me depressed because I would hate my body because I was being fat phobic and stuff like, like whatever, all that stuff. Yeah. And it's so, like a vicious cycle. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when I had quit my job, my mom had told me, Hey, you should get one of these allergy kits. Cause she had told me, I think you're allergic to something that you're eating, whatever it is. I yeah. don't know what it is. Yeah. So I did it at home and I did it through Everly Well. I think you can get them at like Target now, but I had to order mine online. They're fucking expensive, but yeah I think they're worth it worth its weight and yeah and gold um and I took it and like three of the top things I was highly allergic to I was eating all the time so like one of my favorite meals to eat and this is because I grew up on diets was I wanted to eat raw almonds all the time so in college like if you knew me in college I always had a sack full like you know you go to like I go to Winco and go to those big bins or you scoop like peanuts yeah. or whatever and I yeah. would get raw almonds unsalted yeah. right yeah raw. she's a slut for an almond dude and so I'd have, like, all the I'd have a big like gallon bag of that in my backpack and I would eat almond that milk my, and I drink a lot of almond milk so yeah. I was always, so almonds is one of the number one things I was allergic to I found I was allergic to eggs which yeah. makes sense because I used to eat a lot of scrambled eggs for breakfast for if you're on weenies a diet con huevos. yeah if you're yeah <laughs> I love a good weenie con huevo. but yeah. um, no if you've ever been on a diet eggs is like the easiest di- food to eat yeah right? and it's a lot um, of protein too yeah. so, it's a lot so of like, you're like oh I'll just scramble two eggs and, have, and exactly oh, well, and then that's four weight watcher points or whatever yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I did love egg salad I'm not gonna yeah. lie um so I just found out all these things I was allergic to that I was eating like constantly. and eggs are in a lot of foods almost like everything a ton of foods. yeah especially yeah. processed stuff like if you look yeah. it always says contains eggs eggs milk, soy and wheat yeah yeah mm-hmm. and so and then I found out I was allergic to dairy which I was like that I that one I knew I've I've felt yeah. that one a couple of times in the bathroom yeah. and that's right. the ice cream I ate today well you know? and that's that's another 
thing too that I've talked about also because the allergen test not only helps you find out like that stuff as far as like because Dayson was obviously like so inflamed all the time because she was eating these things that she was so allergic to but also it affects your skin which is another thing yeah well right? and, and all of that affects your mental health so then of yeah course, exactly like, I'm not going to be motivated to want to go on a walk even though I know it'll make me feel better you know what yeah I mean? like, because you're feeling some type of way already mm, yeah and my skin looks yeah. bad which is another societal standard that you have to have perfect skin that's not true no oh I know skin. well and that's why like too with with the skin too like I went through oh my god like when me and Billy were doing fucking steak and eggs I forget why we did that shit but we were doing like a diet where we were only eating steak and eggs which is so unhealthy unhealthy yeah and so we were eating steak with lots of fat in it so it's like a really really low quality red meat so, oh my God, when I tell y'all, my skin was freaking out. Like it was mm-hmm. going so bad. And like, Dason's like our family dermatologist. So I remember one time- Where, all, like, my, where are all my Accutane homes out there? <laughs> Unite. Yeah, that's why I was like, Dace, like I need your Can, can y'all help. imagine that? I'm uncomfortable with my body because it's bigger than my sister. And <sighs> I have cystic acne. And then I have to go on Accutane that makes you look like you have- So much worse before, you, before you look better. Yeah. Yeah so much worse before you look better so like yeah that's Dason Dason's been through all the stages of skincare too so like she's an expert in skincare that's for sure but I remember talking to her about this because my skin was so bad I wasn't losing any weight anyway so it was like double (laughs) double homicide dude yeah and so I was like talking to her I was literally oh I was literally sobbing talking to Dason like I was like dude my skin is freaking out mind you like I had always had like hormonal acne, regular acne, whatever. It was never anything crazy. But at this point, my whole, dude, remember my whole cheeks, my jaw, yeah, everything. It hurts. Inflamed. Yeah. yeah. Cystic, it hurts. cystic yeah. acne. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Cystic acne in your twenties. That's nice to have yeah, to deal I've with. I just came out of that. Yep. There you go. So I was talking to her. She told me like, I think you might be allergic to something you're eating. And I was like, no, dude, I'm not allergic to anything. Cause I was I'm only I was, eating steak and eggs. Eggs. Yeah. <laughs> And like when I ate eggs before, that never happened. Um, but I've never eaten meat like this. So I don't think that's what it is. And she's like, I'm telling you, dude, I think it's the steak and eggs. Also, I'm extremely anemic. Uh, yeah. so I need greens. Like I need to eat vegetables or else I will be I have huge bags under my eyes and I'm tired. A corpse, yeah. Yeah, I'm literally I look like a the corpse bride. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I cut out the stupid steak and egg shit and then yeah. I went on curology. Okay. Well, I didn't think curology didn't work for me. And that was yeah. because my acne has always been internal, has never been external yeah. stuff. So yeah, well, and that's why like curology fucking changed the game for me. Well, it just helped me get back to square one so I yeah. can start over. Mm-hmm. Um and then Dason helped me build like a whole routine from there. But like at the time, that's why I'm saying like the food you put in your body affects you more than just like fatty like yeah it's not about that it's like also how it makes you feel Mm -hmm. and then also the like what your skin looks like too like sometimes what you eat has a huge bearing on that so I honest to god cared more about that than I did about gaining weight in any way I cared more about my my skin Mm -hmm. just because it was so painful and horrible and because of that I had to wear more makeup which was like more irritating worse yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's just like a vicious cycle but anyways like that's another reason to do the allergen test too because that could very well help you with that also yeah 100 and like dason finding that out that's when dason went vegan too um yeah. which has been for a while now and Two it's years. made a world 
made a world of a difference too so like yeah. this is a prime example of someone that had to go vegan <laughs> like, yeah I, I didn't have to cut out meat but I've never really cared for meat like yeah so, so. it just kind of made sense so yeah. I'm not vegan because I care about the environment because I know that there's not a lot of research that's done behind it on whether or not I mean there's true. like there's some there's some and then there's some that's not so it's yeah like, it's so, more so a medical necessity I, I literally do it because my body will die if, <laughs> I, if I don't like I, I just can't handle eggs yeah. and eggs especially well literally like if you ever want to put me in a stretcher you can eat eggs I'm <laughs> not even joking like, yeah. that's why she's you know how sometimes when you go to restaurants and they're like is it medical or is it by choice is when it they ask like you, a, yeah I'm a all, preference and she's like do it no she's like no I'll literally die if you put eggs on my face literally <laughs> yeah it'll literally take me to the ground well and that's why like for me I'm like I am definitely lactose intolerant, but I choose, I simply do not see it. That's okay. I simply ignore it. That's what mm-hmm. I do. I know. Um, I just recently had a couple things with cheese on them and I'm all, dang, yeah, I miss but, her. But sometimes, you know, she does come to collect in the end and that's the price I pay rolling the dice. I make that choice. So I guess currently like my relationship with my body is that I feel really comfortable in it and I think I just feel maybe comfortable is a bad word because some days I don't but I just mm-hmm. feel really grateful for my body yeah That's something I think about all the time and like oh my yeah. gosh like I'm so grateful for my body I'm so grateful it does this for me yeah um you know what I mean I'm so grateful yeah you know it wakes me up in the morning and yeah. takes care of me no Absolutely. matter how many times I've tried to put it through the ringer it's yeah. just re- like turning she always up. comes through yeah and always takes mm-hmm. care of me and yeah. I guess I'm, I'm getting like emotional but um <laughs> I think that that's like currently where I'm at right now and I'm learning yeah. to love my body in mm-hmm. different ways than I have in the past yeah um, and then in terms of food and exercise you know I think going vegan for me because I know I was allergic to so many things made me feel so much better about myself because it wasn't just because you know I hate myself. That's why I, yeah. have, you know, or whatever. It's you were taking I, care of yourself. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. because I have to eat like that. And so yeah. I think that that helped me because then it makes it easier for me to pick what I'm going to eat. And then, mm-hmm. and then even then, like I'll eat French fries cause I can like, and it's yeah. not cause, and it's not like I'll only have 10 and then I'll have 10 tomorrow. Yeah. I think yeah. I just truly, the way I look at food is I'm going to eat whatever sounds good right now. And that yeah. I know is, is going to make me feel good. So yeah. like today for lunch, I feel like having a salad, but yesterday I ate like pot stickers and fried rice from Trader Joe's. Like, yeah. so I just eat whatever sounds good to me and what I know is going to make me feel good. Mm-hmm. And then that's what I go with. I'm not like, Oh, like I'll always have salad with me or, you know what I mean? Or anything yeah. like that. Well, and, yeah. And, and then in terms of exercise, because we grew up as athletes and like, I have always, one of my biggest fears my entire life, even up until now, I'm still trying to get over it is being tired in front of men. I don't know why, but yeah. the, the, that's right. I've never liked going to the gym because I don't want yeah. people to look at me. And I assume everyone's like, Oh, look at her and whatever. Yeah. Most especially men. I don't know why, mm-hmm. um, because I grew up with such positive representations of men in our lives, especially with exercise with our uncle who yeah. would take us to the park literally every day after school to practice soccer. Um, and then we're rewarded us with like a McDouble or something to get us like through the day, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just, it's something I'm still trying to get used to is going to the gym and feeling comfortable being tired because I'm there to work out for myself and not for anyone else, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I think now, like, cause I love going on walks. That's my favorite way to exercise. And mm-hmm. I only do it to clear my head and to like get outside. It's, it's literally, yeah. To get outside and go to some fresh grass. air. Get some, yeah. Get some sun. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, I think for me, uh, you know, I the probably the most confident in my body than I ever have been. Um, but like Jason said, like, I think I've just never thought about my body like that, um, ever until I got older, like until I hit puberty, until people started talking a lot about bodies. I never thought about it that way, literally ever. Like it never, and it wasn't in a way that I was like, I look so good. I literally just didn't care. <laughs> like I didn't, like it was just what didn't, wasn't a thought. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't register to me, um, at all until I got older. And then, you know, I've experimented, I've, I've experimented with many different weights over my lifetime so far. Mm-hmm. Like I've been like unhealthily skinny. And then I've been, um, a lot larger than that. So like, I've been, you know, all over the board. Um, but when I was at my bigger weight, it was truly, it was happy weight, which is right when I started dating Billy. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, all everyone knows, like when you start dating someone and you're like in love, you eat out all the time. What the fuck? Like everyone starts eating out. Yeah. Yeah, You're going on dates. Spending time together. together. So like, we love to eat. So like we were eating out all the time. Jason knows she's like, we were big, we're big DoorDash fans. DoorDash, if you ever want to sponsor me, that would be a dream. Cheesecake factory. Oh my God. We love two whores are (laughs) always at fucking cheesecake factory. I think it's overrated but they love it <laughs> to this day we still mm-hmm. love cheesecake factory but yeah like you know we were just it, it was happy weight that I was gaining and honestly it was healthy weight because I was really unhealthily small when I started dating Billy um but you know we started and that was like, due to stress stress and being <laughs> broke and being broke and being yeah. broke dude in college like that's just like what happens but I literally gained, I gained weight, but it was mostly just because I was happy and I was in love and I'm still in love now too, but it's just more of a balancing act. I think now, because it got to a point where we would, you know, when you eat out so much that you run out of places to go. So yeah. you're like, you're like, Oh, what about Wendy's? You're like, Oh, we ate there oh, yesterday. Just had that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, That was us dude. Like mm-hmm. it was so bad. So that's, that's where it's to a point where I'm spending too much fucking money. That's honestly the biggest reason why we stopped. Cause I was like, bro, I'm dropping like $400 a month on just eating out that's and just the two of us that's just just the two obscene. of us that's such an insane number so that's mm-hmm. why we were like yeah no um so then I you know I kind of went through a bad a, a bad unhealthy phase where I was like oh I'm so fat I need to lose weight which is me being fat phobic towards mm-hmm. myself right so once I like reconciled with that and then I thought to myself like why do I really want to lose weight like what am I so obsessed with or what am I so unhappy with um, even though like through that entire period, I was like, I never noticed that I got bigger. I never noticed that I was outgrowing clothes. I never noticed at all. Cause I was like, you know, newly freshly in love. So once I got to a point where I was like, okay, I just feel like shit all the time. <laughs> I feel like shit all the time. I'm so tired. I, I fell asleep at five every fucking night and I would wake up in a bad mood all the time. And I just felt awful. So then I got to a point after I got fired from the NFL, (laughs) I was like, okay, I need like a clean, like cleanse slate. Like I just need something brand new. So then we decided to do something different. And then I kind of like shifted my whole relationship with food um, because my relationship with exercise, my relationship with food was like really unhealthy when I look back on it, because I would either not eat at all. And then if I did eat, it was like shit. Um, or I would cry so bad because I couldn't eat the things that I wanted to eat. So I would think like, if I want to look a certain way, I can't yeah. eat what I want, which is not true. So when I started, fat, sh- 
extremely fat phobic. Yeah. So like when I started changing my relationship with food, mm-hmm. um, Billy was a huge piece in that too, because I would like tell him like, I just really want to eat chips. Like, and he would tell me like, just eat the fucking chips, dude. It's not a big deal. Like, eat what you want. Why is this too short to not eat what you want? Because exactly. you want to look a certain and, way. And he told me that all the time. He was yeah. like, you can eat literally whatever you want. Like, if you want to eat ice cream, you want me to make you cookies, I'll do whatever you want, whatever you need. And like, it would make me cry even more because I was like, no, I'm being dramatic. And he's being so sweet and patient with me. Yeah. But he's truly like, you can eat whatever you want. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it truly doesn't. It doesn't matter. And then I, he would never be like, you'll just work it off tomorrow. Like he never yeah. said anything like that. Yeah. He was just like, if that's what you want, eat it. And he would tell me like depriving yourself is what leads to binging a lot of times yeah. when you, when you deprive yourself, which is what I would do a lot too. Like I would mm-hmm. deprive myself for days and then I would sit and eat like four bags in a row, which is unhealthy. Cause then it would be unhealthy for me mentally. And then you're getting sick. Yeah. And then I feel sick and I feel guilty and it's like this vicious cycle. So mm-hmm he like completely shifted my attention on instead of focusing on the things I can't have just like eat what you want and then for and be nice to yourself he would tell me like you can be nice to yourself about wanting to eat chips and like it would literally make me cry <laughs> like it makes me want to cry right now because um stuff like that is so important to hear when you're trying to like change your relationship with food yeah so like just it, eat what you want yeah eat truly, what you like, want and it's like it, eat what you want within reason no, yeah. Portion. Just as long as it's want. not as big as your fist, right? Yeah. It's not bigger just than eat your what fist. you want. Yeah, yeah just literally eat what you want. With certain size, just eat whatever the fuck you want to eat. Yeah, eat what and you that's, want. Okay, so I feel like one of the most important things about changing the way you see yourself and changing the way you feel about your body, like one of the first things, like what Dason said earlier, is to just be grateful for your body. Like your body wakes you up in the morning it pumps blood through your veins right it, it keeps you alive like you know what I mean so it, it makes you happy right to be part of uh like to be part of your family like there are just things to focus on that have nothing to do with your body right mm-hmm. so like being able to love yourself and be grateful for the body that you're in just because it keeps you alive I think is more than enough for like a first step towards learning to love yourself yeah, the way that other people have. yeah yeah because body neutrality is what we're all I think shooting for you know what I mean like body positivity is great to an extent but also I think we should all aim probably for like body neutrality so like to understand that your body has no bearing on anything really on you your worth I mean? on on your worth on your anything your personality yeah yeah, yeah. and there are just so many like I say this all the time too like when uh, people are like, how come it doesn't bother you when men call you fat, whatever, besides the fact that it's not an insult to me, but it's also because like, I don't hold all my worth and value in what I look like, right? Like I, there are many other characteristics I have that I'm much more proud of than what I look like, whether that's my body or my face. Um, Like I'm much more proud of how smart I am, how funny I am, like how empathetic I am those are things that I'm more proud of than what I look like like I don't Mm -hmm. hang my hat on on being skinny on -hmm. being in shape right like yeah (laughs) yeah being pretty right those are not things (laughs) that I uh care nearly as much about than I do about other characteristics about myself so like I think changing um we also talked about changing the language the way in which you talk to yourself I think that's honestly the most important part um if you're we were talking about before we started, if you're a person who menstruates monthly, mm-hmm. um, 
the feeling you get when you're PMSing, right? And so yeah. you're getting bloated and like like my stomach will hurt and I feel uncomfortable and like stretched to capacity almost, right? Yeah. Um, instead of saying I feel fat, which is mean, mm-hmm. not only to fat people, but to yourself, to right? Yourself, yeah. Um, because you're acting as if it's a bad thing. Like, what does that mm-hmm. even mean to feel fat? I don't know. Doesn't make sense to me, right? I always say, I just feel so uncomfortable in my, my stomach feels so uncomfortable right now because it hurts. Like it's bloated. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's crampy or whatever. I think being more intentional with your language, not only to eliminate your fat phobia, but to the way you talk about your body and like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like the way you talk about your body, whether you're alone or Mm -hmm. with others, right? So like, that was something that I struggled with too, when I was going through like changes with my body, when I started dating Billy is like, I would say, I would say all the time, like, Oh, I feel so fat today. Like things like that. Um, you know, he hated when I would say things about that, about, about myself like that, because he doesn't like when I'm, he always tells me like, you're being so mean to yourself right now. Um, and I would say the same thing to him, but although obviously I think mine was a lot more frequent because I'm just a lot more vocal about it. Um, so I started changing that terminology in my head. Like I, I literally would tell Dason, like, I'm really working on my internalized fat phobia because I don't like want to say those things about myself anymore because it's fat phobic one. And two, it's just un, unbelievably mean to myself. And for what, you know what I mean? Like for what, like I'm upset with myself because I ate a really good meal and now like my belly's out a little bit further than it was like that's what's the big fucking deal you know what I mean like it doesn't mean anything um so I I changed the terminology and the way I talk to myself that includes internally like in your brain not just out loud right like in your brain like if you're thinking your thoughts and stuff like that that's something that you have to work on like completely shifting um because there's really no way to unlearn the fat phobia unless you're actively doing something about it that includes your words right your language so I think those are the only steps we have, right? Oh, and then our last bit, because these are all ways that we can be better, right? To our bodies and to fat people in general, is that you should be following and associating with other fat creators who are doing the damn thing for fat people across the world. Obviously, we talked about Tess Holiday earlier. I've known of her even before she got famous on TikTok for years. She's an absolute icon. So love her love Tess yeah, we love, love Tess. you girl um I would also plug um the I think her name is the fat fab feminist mm-hmm. I can't remember I know her real name is uh, her like her legal name is like Victoria um but she talks a lot about being a feminist and being fat and what is it like in society right now and mm-hmm. and um I saw her like emailing the Harry Styles the nail polish company and asking them like what sizes is your merch going to be in and then they were like you'll see when they come out and she's like so you don't care about fat people basically. yeah <laughs> like just admit yeah. that rather than put on this whole facade um I yeah. think she's incredible and then the last one I would plug is is her name Alicia What's I was gonna name? say Alicia yeah her name's Alicia I I, I forget how to pronounce it no it's like McCarvel or something oh, okay Alicia McCarvel yeah. um but she's amazing Alicia um, my girl I love yeah, her she's super funny it's so important that you follow creators like that who are just living their lives and mm-hmm. being happy, right? Yeah. And being happy and being beautiful and being wonderful and doing all of these wonderful things in life. Like, because regardless of what you look like, you deserve all of the love and respect that you want out of the world, out of a relationship, whatever that is. 
you deserve all of those things. And when you follow people like Tess, like Victoria, like Alicia, you get to see on a real scale, like what it would be like to like, just truly love yourself Mm -hmm. and not like, not let it hold you back from wanting to live your life, whether you're documenting it or not. Cause I know too, that a lot of times people are afraid of being attacked physically. That's why they don't want to create content. Yeah. Um, Cause I get messages like that a lot when they're like, I'm, I'm afraid of people making fun of what I look like. And you know, that's, that's all something that you'll, I think get to like, you'll have to work through on your own because that yeah. has a lot to do with your own um, view of yourself, your self-confidence and all of that, your self-worth. Um, but mostly you just have to understand that no matter what you're going to get hate, bitch, like Beyonce gets hate. You think I'm not going to get hate? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. Meg the Stallion gets hate. Hello. I'm a fucking speck of dust on her fucking shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing in relevance to her. So like the, if you want to create content, but you're afraid, don't be because you, the world needs creators like that. Like Alicia, like Tess, like Victoria, they need creators like that so that they can see people who look like them. Like that was like something that I was so um, excited about when it comes to any sort of representation, like the very few representation that we got, like as someone people, it's very small, right? (laughs) It's DJ. Yeah, yeah, it's DJ, that's our guy, right? But like the very, very, very small specs of representation that we get, like that shit, like, like remember when we talked about seeing Moana for the first time? (laughs) Like we watched the intro and it's like, you know, the the Polynesian music and, the grandma. As a baby, yeah. the grandma, dude, I was literally in tears when I watched it because yeah. I was like, I can't believe that there's like a princess that looks like me. Like, I just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. So the, the same thing goes with your body too, your body type, your body representation. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. Like getting to see people like A.D. Bryant, mm-hmm. right? Have her own show and be one of the funniest fucking people on mm-hmm. TV right now. Like that, that shit's important, man. It's yeah. important to see stuff like that. So like that could very easily be one of you. So like, don't let um the the fat phobia ingrained society like don't let that stop you from wanting to create content or like be yourself on the internet um because people they need people like you you know what I mean one thousand percent yeah anyways so that's the end of our episode Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it please be sure to rate us on Spotify and only if it's good only only good good reviews yeah I'm just kidding (laughs) um but thank you so much for tuning in if you all have any topics that you want us to touch on please be sure to send them to us on instagram yes um other than that we hope you all have a lovely wednesday and yeah we love you and we'll see you next wednesday bye